The Rebbe is talking here about, about in general the weakening, the weakening of Torah study that's taking place, the cause of it, and uh, he was very emphatic about how the cause, the cause of this weakening is certainly not the, stu- is certainly not the learning of Hasidus, and uh, that's not what you have to be worried about. That's, uh, that that's going to in any way diminish a lesson one's commitment to Talmud Torah for reasons that, that we spoke about by Rikas last week. But the problem, the real problem, instead of seeking to blame it on, on the cure, because learning Hasidus is something that could only intensify one's Talmud Torah, not weaken it. But the real problem <coughs> Uh, the real problem is that that um, when somebody, the Rebbe has explained that when somebody is excited about something, when somebody really, really wants to do something, so then he has, then he has the uh, the kaiches, he enjoys it, and he has all the kaiches that he needs plus more to be able to do even the, even the most difficult even the most difficult uh, thing. That's why he says nowadays you say you see in his times. You see that, that even though it might be so hard to sit and learn a little bit, but 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 you'll have a bracha to go out and do backbreaking work and 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 uh, to make to make uh, hardly uh, uh, a penny at all. But if the person has that hano with that kind of work and he enjoys it, so then he has the kaiches, he has the energy to work an entire day. But if a person is learning his Torah, is the nefesh if one's Talmud Torah is heartless and empty and uninspiring and uninspired and so on, so then it's just it's just impossible to maintain to maintain any sort of uh, of a, of a serious established in Talmud Torah and learning. When the person is learning is, is that that person is learning who really really doesn't have a kishmak, who really doesn't enjoy it. Even his learning is beshitchi, his learning is shallow and superficial. He doesn't really try to get to the bottom of anything. So we're on page Kukhafal from the bottom. Loikain Atem. Loikain Atem Talmidim, Ashavadach, Echsidus, this title. And Rebbe saw Chasidus as being the cure, as being the cure for the generation. And Baruch Hashem, we see every single day. That the terrace of Hashem terrace of is conquering more and more hearts and more and more souls every single day as we get closer to Mashiach's came. <clears throat> and whereas people thought there was going to be some some passing little some passing little uh, movement within Klaius so, or there were those who had hoped it wasn't or understood there wasn't even the movement in Klaius so, it was something which was um, uh, uh, God forbid a little a little bit of a disease that had attached itself to Kaya, so that was lessening the study of Torah. So, Adarabha is Venahapechu. The Rebbe says, If you go in the ways of Chasidis and if you learn Chasidis, 
that will reveal your nefesh, that draws out the nefesh. The study of Chassidus makes you into the Jews on fire. It helps you to become on fire. And when you, when your nefesh is drawn out of you, and when you're awakened, so then your learning is a different learning, your diving is a different diving, and your kiran is a different mitzvah. And the tzayseh hagan eidin v'chem yavriku, the sparks of paradise hagan eidin flash within you. As the Kedosh Yisrael HaShem HaTorah Targish, and then you feel Hashem is Baruch and you're learning. You feel the presence of Hashem is Baruch when you're learning Torah. It's not just, it's not some sort of a cold intellectual thing. As I spoke about before, and then we, we've been talking about the Chlau, he have had a hard time. And for 30 chapters, for 30 program, I, I don't know if any of you, or how many of you have learned Sefer here. It's very hard to go through the whole Sefer. Very hard. I was, years ago I spent the summer and I wasn't doing it in depth, but it's very, very hard. Eve, Eve and Kehalas, those two storms, it's just, you have to push yourself, you have to push, it's very, very hard. So there are 30 prokim in Eve. The first 30 prokim. Well, here's a person who, for no apparent reason, was going through terrible suffering. Because he was a, he was great, he was a great person. He was a great person. Children are taken. Hanaz is taken. His own health is taken. His whole life is falling apart. And there are 30 prokim during which his friends are engaging him in a philosophical discussion. In a philosophical discussion, basically on, on the subject of what of Tzadu Gerala, Yerusha Vitaivlis, on the subject of human suffering and why is it that the righteous suffer and the wicked prosper. Thirty chapters of philosophy and their objective is to be mechazik here. They're trying to be mechazik here. Now I majored in, in uh, philosophy in college. They never gave me a, a drop of chizik. Eov went through 30 chapters, years of discussions, and his friends were giving him, his friends were explaining to him the nature of the universe, they were talking about these different things, until finally what happened. So those of you who made it to the end of the Sefer, or skipped, but if you skipped, it's not good because, but it's not good because it's a Sefer in Tanakh, but, but not only that, because you can't, you can't really feel the pain. Unless you go through the whole cycle. But then at the end of the year, Hashem Yisbarach speaks to him from within the storm. From within the storm. Hashem talks to him. And basically Hashem Yisbarach says, stop, stop talking so much. Stop asking so many questions. Were you here when I created the world? You weren't here when I created the world. Just plant so in the storm. All of the articles, all of the courses in the world, and all of the books about suffering, all of the philosophy in the world cannot 
cannot remove the pain that a person has in this world. There's only one thing that can do that, and that's experiencing a closeness to Hashem's And when Eev experienced that closeness, when Hashem said to Rabbi Eev, that's all Hashem's Baruch had to say, Eev, I'm here. And I know what you're going through. I know what you're going through. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not telling you why you're going through. You weren't here when I created the world. I have Cheshbainus. I have Cheshbainus. But then Eve doesn't need to know the Cheshbainus. All of this talking for thousands of years, trying to figure out <coughs> suffering and figuring out pain, it's gorgeous himself. It's only until the person got to bed is in it. We've spoken about that many times. To give a lecture and to talk about it is the same thing as those guys in England reciting Hashem Elias, right? Hashem is my shepherd, Hashem is my So for the moment, it might, it might uh, be appealing. But if a person doesn't experience Hashem, the moment you experience Hashem is birth and you feel that closeness, then you don't need to have the kashas in. You don't have to answer the kashas. You don't have to answer Even though you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Because once you feel that certainty of Hashem's Baruch in your life and that He cares about you, so then, so then the kashas are not kashas, but they're kashas, they don't, they don't eat away at your kishkas. So what, what the Rebbe is saying here at the bottom of the page is that, it, is that the Torah of Hashem, and are all for the purpose of drawing out your nisham. They're all for the purpose of establishing a relationship between you and the Barrier Island and the Creator. And then and then your whole your whole terror is a different terror. Your whole way of your whole way of davening is a different davening, your whole way of kima is and that's what he says. As Kiddosh as a Kiddosh Yisrael Tagish, you feel the Kiddosh Yisrael and you're learning. It's not just an intellectual thing. Those thirty chapters of Eev are all intellectual speculation. Unbelievable intellectual speculation. Those chapters of Eve is so complicated and so com- they're so fascinating. You spend your whole life studying those chapters of Eve. Just like I once mentioned to you, if you learn the Marina Vulcan, uh, the Rambam, all the philosophy of the Rambam, even though even though the brilliance, the Rambam is the Rambam Sadiq is You don't you don't have chizik for it until you get the Chela Gimel. Then Chelik Gimel, and you get the third Chelik of the Rambam, especially the later chapters, as the Sefer begins to close, as the Sefer begins to end, it's moving towards the end of Mer the Mulchan. It's unbelievable. Then you feel the Rambam saying to it, my entire read, like I told him, he's saying, and therefore uh, the logical to the, uh, and at the end, all of a sudden he says, my entire read, my sweet friend, my brother, I want to tell you how what it means to be lost to Hashem I want to tell you that, if, that all this philosophy stuff is just for those for those who got stuck in that craziness in the secular world but between me and you don't bother with any of this just be an Elohim after the end it's all the, the whole end of the Mardavukim just be an Elohim I don't worry about any of this stuff I say you know if you're into it I'm trying to help you out of it but uh, this is the Takishma Takishma you around that and this will be your reward, feeling Hashem's presence, and this will give you strength. So the so the Masmagdim is saying that Tzitzit is going to take you away from learning. It's, it's just the opposite. It'll give you new kaiches. 
to work. You'll have the strength to learn many more hours. And in greater, much greater depth. Listen, I'm not telling you that in a very short time you're going to be transformed into holy, into holy people who learn Torah completely for its own sake, without any hope of you know any type of reward. reward in terms of money, which in those days was not the, you know was not a lucrative thing. It hasn't changed much. People of rebellion and mechanicim and so on. I'm not telling you. That you're not going to care about that, and I'm not telling you that it's not that, that, it's, that you're not going to care about having covet or get, having more covet. To be talmchach, shiraka sadikim hagvelim zoychim, because that madrega of, of, of every of all the learning being completely, completely lishma, that madrega is really a madrega of sadikim. It's a very, very high madrega to learn Torah every single second, just lishma, for its own sake, profit. I'm not making such a mistake. I, I'm not deluding myself into thinking that, and I don't want to delude you into thinking that you're going to become like right away, like these kind of tzaddikim, that your whole, your whole learning is going to be lishma. There'll be a cheshman of, of kavod. There'll be a little bit of a cheshman of, of, of elam hazeh. This can be compared to a father who loves his son. And because of his great, the great love that he has for his son, he sees many milas in the child. He sees the milas of the child. Till this father can't understand how come everybody else doesn't have such a love for his for this boy the way that he loves him. As could be the rest, but they don't see this. They don't see these milas at all. But the father loves him so much, he sees these milas. And not only that, not only that, the Rebbe says, right? It could be that he doesn't have any of those milas. Like, like I mentioned many times that the Koska said that ever since Yisrael Kavina gave a bracha base of Jewish parents can't really see their children in the right way. They don't really touch them up, as you said. So... So even if the child doesn't have, even if the child doesn't have the miles, I mentioned to one of the the other day that I, that I, uh, I was once at a, I was once must have been at dinner or something that they were that there was a a rav that was there was a, a long introduction, a long introduction for this rav. Like it was a little bit too long. He was a hush of a person, but it was going on and on. And I, you know, he was squirming. It was uncomfortable. And uh, and and he said that I'm sure it's a famous line now, but uh, because it's not his own line. He heard it from somebody else, but he said that he said that my father would enjoy that and my mother would believe it. Okay? And that's the killer, right? Father, the father would enjoy hearing good things about his son, but the mother would not believe it, even though it could be Yeshua Ayin. Could be A mother would believe it, but even a father sees Milas and recognizes a certain Milas. And the child, even though other people wouldn't, uh, but he doesn't understand, the parents don't understand that, how come, you know, you could have a kid, you could have, it could be a kid in class. <coughs> Rebain will tell you this, the teachers will tell you, there's a, there's a kid in the class, the kid will be terrorizing the whole class, 
Not only is he not learning, but he makes sure that nobody else can learn. Well, it's a difficult child. And, uh, and, uh, and the tests were terrible, and the behavior is terrible, and it shows up on the... Uh, it's, it's on the report card. And, uh, and, and the parents come with a tiny. How is it possible that you gave my, uh, my Yankee such a report card? So that, you know, the baby like looks at the parent. Like he's not sure what he means. He means it should be worse. <laughs> I'm trying to make it as bad as possible. It should be worse. So the parent, the parents don't understand him. Yankee. So it's the same kid. It could be that at home, of course, he's acting differently, that he is an issue. That's, that's for sure true. But very often, when you because you when you love someone very very much, so you don't see certain chesronis. You al kol peshayim techas ahav. It says in pasuk, person covers up, a person covers. There are two things that can happen. Either you see more chesronis than young kids. There are some parents that see all the chesronis and even make up some chesronis in the kids. Or you don't see you don't see the chesronis at all. You don't see the chesronis. Both of those children are going to have difficulties. They're going to have difficulties, but it's, it's probably better to be the second one. It's better to be the second one. The, most of the suffering in the world comes from, from parents who, who, who saw all his rhinos. Anyway, but it could be that he doesn't even have one mile of those miles. And, and the father doesn't understand. Don't you see what a wonderful child? How could you not be totally in love with my kid? You have you know, sometimes, well not sometimes, it happens, this happens a lot of times, that I'll be speaking someplace, it's very, some people have no problem with this, I have a very, very hard time concentrating, those of you who know me, I can't concentrate with this outside noise, because I, I just can't concentrate, it, just, it distracts me, I don't know, whatever reason, maybe it reminds me of my own responsibilities to take care of children or something, but it distracts me, I can't concentrate. And this happens, you know, everywhere I go. So there'll, there'll be, if there are women there, there'll be, there'll be a baby that's, there'll be a, a baby coming with a baby. The baby's screaming or whimpering a little. And, and even the other women are looking at her. And she's certain that they're all looking at her, how cute the baby is. Because <laughs> if you look at that lady's face, it's something like trying to figure out what's going on. Don't you realize that there are a couple hundred people here that took off, and they took off precious time to try to have an hour learning. And, and people can concentrate. And I'll have hundreds of people looking at her, and I'll see you going, <laughs> she's like, she's so feminine. You know. Now, she also wants to learn. And that's the kedusha of a Jewish woman. She doesn't want to learn. She doesn't want to leave. She wants to stay with the bed. But it's not that. There's more than that. This is the most adorable. Listen to that gurgling. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? And it's not a person that thinks it's wonderful outside of a she. Of course it's wonderful. It's a baby, you love bed, but it's not the right time. But if you look at the face, it's a grenade. Like, this is it. This is my, my, this is my baby. She loves the baby. She can't see how the, how the rabbi and all the other people that are there are not totally enchanted with this, with these sounds. Like we all, even if baby's not screaming, you just, I mean, I've had the women stay with the screaming. Screaming, not to budge until somebody will go over and say, please, you know, if you want. Like my wife, a lot of times she's done that. If she'll be at a shiva, there's a baby that's screaming, a lady doesn't leave my wife, I'll go over and say, you know what, you, you can stay here. Let me go outside. I'll take care of the baby a little bit if you want to stay. Someone can help like that. But it's not that. So when the baby's making like the little sounds, little noises, so that woman thinks it's the most cavalier thing in the world. She sees only the mylas now. Which all of us will see, but not when people are trying to learn. 
So <clears throat> this is this is such a true thing. So when it's Yochul Gamai Lachas, we go like a Havas Nashah Pnima Mislabeshes B'Moichah. The parent has this Ahava Pnimis, this inner love for the child. This Mislabeshes B'Moichah that enclothes the mind of the parent. Umagaras Daitay Latoyvas Beno, and it. His Magaraditha means it agitates his, his thoughts, but really it means it pushes his thoughts, it drives his thoughts. The Taivas to see good in the child. Shira by Miles Taivas. So what have to do with this? He says, Machadvarm Haila, Hain Batariation on Kaltikus Ataivas Afagufanis. Remember, we were talking last, last week, we were learning about how. Many of the Bachim are leaving Yeshiva. In those days we're talking about at a very early age after Bamis. They were leaving Yeshiva. Because they wanted to make it in the they wanted to make it in the in the big world out there. In Lodge. And in Varshal. Right? To make it in the big world that they could also be like some sort of a rickshaw to drag through the streets. Yeah. So they were trying to they were leaving. And they were prepared, the Rebbe said, to work day and night for a few copies. Avalaygish, he says, really, the emesis, the Taira, Yeshnam, Kaltikvas, Taivas, Afrikafanis, all, all that is good, all that one can hope for, even physical comfort, he says, is in the Taira. Avalaygish, Vilan, Asahayge, Avkashrabah. But that's not why you're learning, and that's not why you're attached to the Taira. And even if in your mind that's what you want from the Torah, the Torah's promises. He says, still, the Yisoid, the underlying reason, the Yisoid, that you see this and that you have these hopes. Is because of the love that you have and the attachment that your soul has the Torah. When you love the Torah, when you really, really love the Torah, you see all the good in the Torah. You see all that the Torah has in store for you. You see only the mindless of being a good Torah. And there, Mislavish Bamechacha, Sugaras Daitachalab Torah, so you always judge the Torah in the best way. He's saying, you see that you see not, not just not just in the learning, but the life of the of a bentari. Shatirabar Rav Tuv Gangufanius. Like remember I, that we ended I said last week, Ravar Karla said that what about your Elamaza? Right? Remember last week he said that we told we told the Talmud the Talmud was asking about going into that he could that he be he could have a beautiful oil haba he supports yeshivas and supports learning he'll get the same oil haba as the Talmud so Baron says yeah but what about this book so so if you would ask somebody that that's you, you know you pull over some like uh, some tenth grader and tell him this story about Baron Carlo couldn't understand how a Jew could enjoy Elam Hazar without without a black kamari he think he think you're from another another planet. Because this kid's thinking, the only way that I can enjoy Elam Hazan is if you take away the Gemara. It's in the way of my Elam Hazan. I'm not talking Elam Hazan, Elam Hazan. 
There's no way of Eilam Hazer. And Rabbanon says, how can you even have an Eilam Hazer without... How can you have an Eilam Hazer without... without, uh, without uh, and you know that once you get into learning, and I'm sure that everybody here has experienced that and is experiencing that, or else you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be getting up at 5.30 in the morning whatever, to learn. So you've experienced and you know what that means. Then there's nothing that's more delicious in the world. All you're waiting for is to be able to look at a to look at a, a divatari, to hear divatari, to see a safer for five minutes. It's all that, that, that that's the whole chiyus of a person in this world. He says, "Shitirbarav tov gamkafonius." For that person, a life of Torah is not a life of deprivation. I he says, he says in Mishnah, "Pastor what do you think? People are crazy." <clears throat> Let me say something. You don't think Rabbi Shlomo Zalman was smart enough to get into Harvard Law School? I mean, it's tough to get into Harvard Law School. It's tough. But Rabbi Shlomo Zalman could have done it. Without a question. Without a question, he would have done great on the boards and everything. LMI. <clears throat> so these people that are sitting, you have people that are big balakishma that are sitting and learning. And, and, and even though there might be, I'm not talking about Shomazam, I'm talking about in the light, even though there might be a cheshman, a little bit of COVID, or there might be a cheshman, a little bit, you know, not to, not to uh, have to schlep in the city, and do, there might be other cheshbonas a little bit. But a, Jew who's, but a Jew who's prepared to live a life of deprivation, and when you ask him, how can you live this way? How do you live this way? He doesn't feel at all that he's deprived. He feels that those who don't have terror is deprived. Living in mansions and driving fancy cars. If somebody says to any one of us, what are you, crazy? You give up like you, you, you pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a year for tuitions, for yeshivas, for kids, for your children to learn Torah? You could, you could, with that money, with that money, you could, you could, you could buy a house in the, you could buy in the, in the most beautiful neighborhood, and you could uh, you could have uh, this comfort and that luxury. We know what those comforts and luxuries are. <coughs> and how do you look at the person that asks you that? You look at him with a feeling of pity. When he, if he, I mean, a guy that asks you that, it's not a question. You just say, "Oh, you talking right?" But I'm talking about if he asks you, if he asks you that, if he asks you that question, uh, a person that doesn't understand. How do you look at the person? So he's looking at you and he thinks, what a Rachmanis. This guy gives up a gift of what he has for a salary. Because of that, he has to live a Mitzumsum Dika life. More Mitzumsum. And the guy, and, and I, I only plan on having my first child, of course, when I'll be 36. That's when we're having our first, we're having our first child. Right? And in the meantime, I'm accumulating more and more and more. And I go here, I go there, look what I have. I'm at parties, I'm at shows. And, and these people are sitting up doing homework. Sitting up doing homework. Or sitting up at night because there's a kid that's having a bad dream, right? And they look at you as the biggest, as the biggest, as the, as the poorest, most impoverished, biggest Rahmanis on earth. That person. And you you look at that person who, who has his own private jet and, uh, you know, Blue set of golf clubs and everything. You look at that person. You look at that person with a that you, with the deepest, deepest sense of pity. It's a funny thing. You look at him and say, "What is you? 
You don't know what does it mean. I showed these brochures help every Jew that they should have healthy children. You don't know what does it mean. What does it mean to have children? What does it mean to have children? What does it mean to have a home, God forbid, without children? What does it mean to have a life without without a black Gemara, without without a shtickle to just lazy? What does it mean? And that person looks at you like he's an Aisha, and you look at him like he's an Oraman, right? You look at him like he's a Parvish. And he sees you like you're a poor person. <coughs> you can go over to some, you can live in some broken down place where the bathroom's not inside the apartment, and you slide one of those things in the back where you have to climb up, you know, right? And he sits himself down in that, in that place where the windows, uh, everything's cracked and leaking and... Uh, you know, there hasn't been a, a thing done to the place, you know, since the Bayou Shane. And you're, and, and, you're, uh, and you're sitting there, and you walk and you see this dude takes out a little cup of tea. And he's sitting there with a safer. And he's in a different world. And the people who are living a different kind of a life. <clears throat> so they they look at this person and they say they think that he's that he's the poorest person in the world. And he pities those who don't have that, that he pities those who don't have that little apartment in Yushalayim, don't have that don't have that that's safe and don't have his grandchildren or great grandchildren surrounding him and coming to visit him. So the Rabbi saying that even old, even Rav Tuvgam Gufanius, when you love Tyra, <coughs> when your soul has been revealed, which is the Iketachlus of Tereza Balsham, when your soul has been revealed and you love, and you love Tyra, then you see that all the miles, you see that all the miles, When you love, when you love that life that you're in, you can't see Hasran, you see Milas, Milas. You remember, Lahavda, Lahavda, but you're holy, not holy, only by way of a marshal, because that's what a marshal is. You remember there was a, years ago, there was a, there was a show, Beverly Hillbillies, you think? Okay. So it was part of growing up here in America. So, it was very rare that they showed you the first two, like two episodes. You know, that uh, that you got those. Those were like you know for special occasions, like for yard size and But you didn't usually see the early, the earliest, earliest. But if you remember, so um, so you remember that uh, that Jed, that uh, black gold Texas tea. So he became, he became a Kavir. He became, he had this, he had this hillbilly that became like overnight a multi-multi-millionaire. So the bankers from, from from Los Angeles, from Hollywood, they came to his, to his shack where he lived in Appalachian somewhere, some miserable little place. And the, um, and Jed standing in the door and this, the bankers, the banker comes in and never saw such poverty in his life. And the banker says to Jed, like he looks at this place, and he said, Mr. Clampett, you see that, that water pump that you have, and that wooden floor that you have, 
and that loft, you know, for the hay on top. And she has to look at all this stuff. And he, the bank is trying to talk him out to leave all that and to go and come to Hollywood. And Jed says, you know, you're right. I'd be darn crazy to leave all of this. <laughs> yeah. You're 100% right. i got to be crazy to leave this. Those are his hasagas. That's his life. That's his life. So yeah, I'd be crazy. I just got this pump. This is Gewaldig. <laughs> I used to walk down to the river. This is Gewaldig. <laughs> he sees all the mindless and he sees all the tithers. It could come from a person who's Mitzumsum, who never saw it like in, like in Plato, who lives in a cave, and never saw the light outside the cave. But that's not how it is. It's like, it's, it's, it's an ahapach. That, <clears throat> and that's the hikr of Shanechnas Adam Arbesimcha Be'emes Be'emes. It doesn't mean a change in lifestyle. It doesn't mean having more. It means being more. And when a person, when a person realizes that, so then, even the Tavis and Gufanius he sees. And Lamaisa, for the rest of the show, all of the episodes, the whole point there is that the emesis, that the clip is never really happy in Hollywood. Right? You're not. They're never really happy there. They're never. They're trying to make, they're trying to get into it. But they're not happy. They don't let go. Just like, you know, the mother of course, is that you can, you're not happy, they're not happy in Hollywood. They just don't make it there. They don't fit in because it's not for them. Because what they really, really love were the simple things in life. They love that pastus. And and the phoniness. And that's why it was so that's why the show was so charming. Because it's a lot of what was happening in America at that time, in the early sixties. It's what was happening. That one second has, you know, that leaving of that quiet little more rural type of a life and for the big it's what was happening to America. And the laws of pastus and the laws of innocence. And being and being unsophisticated, unsophisticated hillbilly, which was, which which was as simple as a chayim that those simple people had, and that after all the time, you, you take the, you take the clampets and you put them into this mansion someplace in, in, in Beverly Hills. They didn't have a kishmak. They didn't have enough because it wasn't them. It wasn't theirs. And to, you can't have a simcha in somebody else's nachla. You can't have a simcha. I. All the Tavis Kufanias, Amam is shining. Amam is shining from every single thing that they had in their mansion. All the Tavis Kufanias. And after all those years, Jed was still longing for his pump back in the Appalachians. But do you think he's an idiot? He, they, they try to make it look like a fool. But do you think he, was, he wasn't an idiot at all? He, he was a cleaver. He was smart. And that's something that that's something that's been lost, and that and that is very very hard for our children to understand that because of what they're surrounded with, especially when Hashem lives in a comfortable area. It's very hard to understand, but it's not it's not just it's everywhere. That pashtus and in Yerushalayim is being it's it's being chipped away in Yerushalayim also. It's very very hard that pashtus and to have a simchas achayim when you see all the tivus can only be what all the milus. Why is it <coughs> that? The father and the mother see down the child because it's mine. The child is mine. So the so the parents see all the mindless in the child, and see they see the geshmak in the child because it's saying the kid he sees all of that. But but if it's not yours, if it's not yours, then you don't see the mindless like that. So that's what happened to the Columbus. So other people are impressed by that. 
But it wasn't, it wasn't theirs, it wasn't them. It wasn't them. And that's what it means when Chazal said in the Pasuk that I mentioned very often in the Medrash, it says, said that the soul is not filled. And Chazal gave a marshal of, of, of a city, of a, of a daughter, a princess that marries a city dweller. And even though the city dweller is a nice guy, is a great guy, is a good husband, he brings her, he brings the princess, his wife, all of the gifts uh, that he could afford, he, and he works so hard to... She's not interested. She comes from the base of Malach. Doesn't impress her. So an effort like Tamali means that the soul is not filled. Only with your own is filled. But if it's not your own, it can't be filled. And it's, and, and it's a very hard lesson to teach people. People have to learn that, people have to learn that on their own. For those of you that are, those of you that are running around, you know, the, the, with work and business and all those things, and you know that all you're challenging for is to be able to open up a safer for a few minutes, or to listen to a shir, or try to get away a little bit to, to hear a tape, or to look inside, to be mavis sedra for a few minutes. Does the world understand what that means? What does it mean? Mahati sarasecha kal hayayim isichasi kal hayayim. When there's a havis attire, so the Rebbe saying. That the Masnagma, I'll get things as I didn't forget them. That the that the the Mas the Masnagma is saying that Chasidus is going to take you away from Tyra. What is what he talking? He says that the Rebbe is saying that when a Yid when a Yid loves Tyra and when his neshama is drawn out from him, which is the purpose of Chasidus to draw out your inner self, the inner self of a Jew is lovesick for Tyra. It's the intellectual. It's it's it's, it's the cold intellect. That can be fascinated, but can easily tire and get bored. But the but, but the soul of the yid is chayla sahava for for tire for a word of tire. No, I was just mentioning that it's, it's a mixed message in that TV show because it, it also shows the attempt to uh, assimilate in, in in Hollywood society. Sure. Uh, it reminds me of of the Al Jolson movie. It's just, that was the first talk movie, yeah. which basically glorifies the Southern Chazan. Yeah. At the end, the Chazan sings uh, Kol Nidre. He gets united with his father, even yeah. though he has married a Shiksa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, all of those shows that helped Kufa. Now they really stopped them. Now, now you see those days 50s 60s they were still trying to right they were still trying to assimilate and to schlep into into this into hollywood now it's ready now they don't have to live more now everybody's signed up completely oh everybody's completely bored it's the bored into the shaker completely but what i found fascinating about the early hillbillies is the with all of the efforts that were being made they were not able to make the transition and even when Jed was put on a suit, you remember, right? I mean, these things you don't forget. <laughs> <coughs> even when Jed was put on a suit, he saw it happen. Right? It, it wasn't comfortable for him to put on a suit. It wasn't comfortable. It didn't go. He saw it like he was squirming around in it, and, you know, it wasn't for him. Because then America still had, there was still some of that sweetness. There was still some of that innocence, and people could understand what made it. I, I believe if you go through 90, 95% of those shows, the ones that had like some sort of a, a hold on people, the were, were this theme of lost innocence. And even the books that made it, the literature that was working, 
to the, the literature that was making it big time in the 20th century, same thing, Great Gatsby. Well, I'm not going to go, when you look at Great Gatsby, they, they made that like into the, into the uh, book, every single kid in America who has to read Great Gatsby, it was going to be despised, not just a good book. Bambus is not just a good book. And a lot of those books are not the Kufa, but not so good in terms of their literary value. But it struck a chord in, in, in the heart of, 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 of people who were on, one, on the one hand trying to hold on to the old simple innocence, but were also very, very tempted and were being seduced by what Hollywood and what Broadway and so on had to offer. Most of the literature of that time is revolving around this thing. Lost innocence and struggling and Edith Ward's I mean I'll just have to mention all the all the time and the it's not necessary, but, but those who those who were Isaac and these things, unfortunately I was Isaac and a lot, you know that this was what the this is what it was all about. This is what it was all about. And how uncomfortable it, how uncomfortable it was. Like I once told you that there was a yeah, I told this to you a few months ago that they, they say that joke that there was a there was a, a year that he was young, he was bothering his wife, Rachel, he couldn't take being a Jew anymore. It was too much Saras aggravation and anti-Semitism. So he just wanted to convert. Remember I told this? So he just wanted to convert. He wanted to go to the church, and the wife says, Oh, it's Shiga? Are you out of your mind? You know, these are like, you know, you know for me, they're crazy. So he's going crazy. On and on and on and on. Finally, what's she going to do? She has no choice. And the two of them go, and they get baptized. <coughs> Finally, you know, so then... The next morning, she gets up and he's sitting there with Talos and Tzvom. She comes to his uncle. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? We became going yesterday. She goes, he says, I guess the Chabal Goy should come. He says, don't ask any cashes. And now I have a Goy should come. You can't ask any cashes. So, but what's the Pshat? It's not a true school. It's the Pshat and it is. Listen, you, went, you, you sprinkle some water on me, so now I don't have to put on thousand film. So now, now it's like, so you understand, it's the same thing, he's not comfortable. He's not comfortable. And, and I believe with all of my heart that even after, even after a few generations that the Jews have been in America, many of them have thrown away, and many of them have thrown away every single thing of the, the Yiddish kind, they're still not comfortable. I don't believe the Jews are comfortable in this whole game. I don't believe, and that's why. If you, that's why you, if you show them something beautiful and fire, they're prepared. They're prepared, prepared to let go. They're prepared. They're, they're just most of them haven't seen. They don't. They don't. When they hear fire, when they hear somebody or the uh, rabbi, this something they associated with, you know, with Las Vegas night in the temple, you know, or, or bingo, or with some some uh, with some some rabbi that's trying to shake them up or something, you know. They don't. They don't associate it. They don't know what it means. That, what does it mean in Noim Elim Aleph, right? What does it mean? What does it mean in Bav Mitzvah and Tachfa You know, they don't. They don't. They don't know that. But when you show it to them, then all the old love comes back. All the old love. Therefore, we see. You'll see people that are successful, of business people, and professionals, and and they're ready to leave. So how is the Torah that they just introduced it to? They just were introduced to the Torah. They're ready to leave it all. Because you, you see the mindless, when you, when you, when you see the mindless in Torah, and not just in, in learning, certainly learning, but the mindless of being a Yid, and the pleasure of being a Jew. That's what he says the Marshall, that when you love something, you see the good in it. And that's, 
That's the problem. He says why people are leaving yeshivas, why people are, are closing the gemaras. They don't love it. The neshamas are not into it. And if the neshamas, if they're detached and they don't see the love, they don't they don't feel the love for the then, then they'd rather go onto the uh, onto the boarding, you know, onto the loading dock, and to uh, and put in a hard day's work and to get a couple of dollars and, and enjoy. <coughs> You see the big tzaddikim, that their souls and their, and their bodies, they make, they, they make kaidish, they, they sanctify, they purify. Those tzaddikim are completely given over. With their, their souls, their minds, completely given over to the Torah. That's all they want in life. Because of the love for Torah, they just want to work harder at it and to learn and to work more and learn. <laughs> but he says, but you, he's talking to the Yeshiva Bacher. You not on the Madrega, let's not fool ourselves, you're not on the Madrega, these big speaks that he came and you, and you are not, you, you also, uh, you, you're still very concerned with, uh, with with having physical benefit and, and enjoying and so on. And your mind is very often, your mind is, is still very attached to physical things. Therefore, don't be upset or feel bad if you still are trying to find some covet in becoming a Tamachacham. Or to gain something in this world. Don't feel upset and don't delude yourself. Since your minds and your hearts are still connected very much to this world, it's only natural, it's normal, it's okay. That what? That you're trying that you that, that you're trying to satisfy yourself, your own personal self in in your learning and in, in your attachment to Torah. Lira is Bamilas the Tikvas Atarvis Lucha. In other words, what's in it for me? It's when, the, it's when the yeshiva bacha comes home after being two years in Eretz Yisrael, right? Two years in Eretz Yisrael. It's the parents, it should be required, it should be required, but it can't be. But can you imagine if it would be a required thing? It's just, this is just in the make-believe world. If it were possible, that every time that if you want, if you want, you, that if your kid's going to go to yeshiva, whatever it is, it's going to go to Tomo, OJ, base. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need the Russian tables. Or he's going to go to Kambiadna, to the Gush, to Shalavim, to the Mir, to wherever he goes. Wouldn't it be Gavaldic if there was a requirement that the father has to go for a month? The father has to go for a month, and the mother has to go to a seminary. That's not the same thing, because if it's measures experiences, the father has to, go to this, has to go for a month to learn this message. Oh, it would be a different world. It would be an underdeveloped altogether. But what happens is that the kid comes home after two years, he's chalishing for more. He can't get enough learning. He wants to learn, he wants to learn. There's nothing that's more beautiful in the world. And he's coming home to he's coming home to a, to a father who never felt that, never experienced that, who might even have some negative memories of, of learning. And... Uh, and is only looking how to get out, even when the rabbi is talking. 
for the 15 minutes of the week, but he might have to hear some tire. He's trying to figure a way out. So you understand, we have problems. There's going to be communication problems, they call them. There's going to be a problem communicating. Communicating. The communication problem here is not between the father and the son. It's, it's, it's by Moshe Rabbeinu and, 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 and by Maimon Hasinai. It's this, this father never heard, hasn't heard yet Moshe Rabbeinu. It's not that the kid and the father has a... The father never heard Moshe Rabbeinu say, So then the kid comes home, it's Rachmanis. The kid comes home and, and the parents don't understand. Why are you doing this to... Well, first, they'll say, why are you doing this to us? I, I'm, I, want to learn, I want to learn in yeshiva this year so I can hurt you. <laughs> Some of the parents expect the kids to say, I'm trying to hurt you, I don't like you. I want to destroy your lives. I'm trying to destroy your life. That's why I want to learn. That's Aleph. Bez, <clears throat> why are you hurting yourself, the parents? What are you doing? Are you out of your mind? You're already 18 years old. <laughs> 18 years old. All of your friends are ready in the second year, whatever it is, they're on their way <coughs> to being financially independent. All of them. You're, you know, we love you. I, we know it's interesting. We, and we want you to be a good Jew. That's always an important thing to have in the discussion. We, and we like and We want you to come back at night and to go to a shir. We like you to do that. Not that I do, but I would like you to do that. But you're ruining your life. And for the child to try to explain, the child himself doesn't understand at that time. That's part of the problem. But how do you explain that without this, I, I, it's not my life is not worth living? In the beginning, the parents were often successful. But once you get a kid that's been like three, four years, you know, away from the Narishkite and just in learning, any parent that has a little bit of seichel knows that it's not connected. It's just, there's no point in it. It's not good. You just try to give like some practical tips. But other than that, to talk him out of a life of Torah and a Talmud Torah, it's not good. Don't even, don't even bother. Why? Because at that point, you can only see the mindless of Torah. And, and, and everybody's screaming, you're not realistic. You don't know what it's like to earn a living. You don't know what it's like to be out there. It's, 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 it's a tough world, and there's, there's life insurance, and there's health insurance, and there's, and there's all these different things you have to pay for. What do you think, and what do you think, and what do you think, and the kid says? So it's hard to explain. When you're in, <clears throat> when you're in love, you only see the mindless. And even everybody else in the world tells you that all the chesvainists, you know, the kala is not this, the kala is not that, the kala is not this, the kala is not that. No, the chasm says, the kala is everything. Kala is Isis Hakko, Bakko, Mikolko. That's all this is. It's the same thing when it, comes to, when it comes to learning. And it causes terrible fights. Terrible, terrible fights. Even though, of course, in order to make this point, I just used a very, very, I used a very uh, black and white situation. I'm not in any way suggesting that there aren't boys who are deluding themselves. And they're not trying to avoid responsibilities. I'm not talking about that. And certainly it's the job of a parent to give good advice to the child. 
But you have to understand where the child is coming from. You have to stand as If your biggest geschmack in the world is to be the op-ed in the newspaper, then how you about a for a kid whose biggest geschmack in the world is to read a Tysus and Balakam? You don't understand where he's coming from. You don't understand where he's coming from. So who are you to give him Asus about, about how important her is or how God forbid that's not important? Who, who are you? Where do you have such an Asus? Still, you have responsibility to try to help and to try to guide and so on. The last two lines of Kukhan Bess. The Gam Bahashaloy Lishmashokha. So the Rebbe says, even even though your learning is not completely lishmata, don't don't fool yourself. <coughs> so even though you do want you do want to have covered and things of this world, it's not a chisaron in you. It's because you love Torah so much, you see that, that the Torah will provide you with everything. That's the Rebbe saying. The fact that the fact that you that where do you want covered from? <coughs> uh, listen, where do you want your cover to come from? There are different ways a person can get covered. Now we understand that, that when you learn that Sadiqim learns Torah completely with Shema, they don't want any cover. But this Bakr still wants some cover from Torah. But look what, what 99.9999, etc., percentage of the world, where do they want their cover from? Where do they want their cover from? From what? From the, from, from the Irish guy, from, from some, whatever it is. I make more money than you. I'm able to score more points in the basketball and the football than you. I have a prettier girlfriend. <clears throat> I have a... You know, I have a better dog than you. Well, whatever the cover that people, all these things are given cover. And what is it the cover that he's saying to Yeshiva Baruch that's living in poverty someplace in Poland? What's your cover? The cover is that, is that you should say that you know that, that, <clears throat> that you know the Black Kamara. See, even your Shaloy Lishma is because you see that the greatest cover in the world is what is tired. That's also sweet. That's also beautiful. He says, just don't, don't be upset about this. It's not perfection, but even in other words, the Torahs that you see in the world are also Torahs in Torah. That's what you see. That's what he says, that the Halashma, the Lashma, <coughs> is in the Lubeshis, is enclosed in Yishaloy Lashma. And perhaps this is what Chazal were hinting at in the famous, in the famous Gemara, that a Jew, a Jew should always should always learn Torah and be Isaac and Mitzvahs, even if it's not entirely entirely lishma for the sake of Torah. Why? From from that from that shaloy lishma, which is not entirely pure, bal lishma. Now, what does it mean, Baalishma? It will come to, it will bring you to Lishma. The Rebbe says, Tevas Ba, Kaya Halishma. What does that mean? Listen, Kilo Hayakosov Ba, Baeza Shaloy Lishma Yasai. That means like this. Oilam Yasai, other Matara, this is Av Shaloy Lishma. He says that a person should always learn and do misfits, even if it's Shaloy Lishma. Because from the from the shaloy lishma, baal lishma means means what? Ki ilo hakosu ba ve'eda shaloy lishma yasoik bazok shagam halishma ba imar v'tamen ba. That from within, even in the shaloy lishma, there emerges not it leads to. 
the simple pshat we always learned was that even though it's completely shleil lishma, over time eventually it'll be one day, one day it will be lishma. Rabbi says on a deeper level, it's like this: that throughout all the years of shleil lishma, there is a lishma that is emerging. Meaning, there's a lishma that's that's what it, the Balshamta Rakhash says that the mitaych of the shleil lishma is lishma. It's the same word, right? The mitaych. Now, mitaych can mean the result of, and that's the way they say it in yeshivas. But the Balshamta Rakhash said that the mitaych means what? The taych. The inner primis of the Shalai Lishma is also Lishma. <clears throat> or else why is a person sitting 18 hours a day and learning? If he wants to get if he wants to make a lot of money, it's not gonna happen from that. If he wants to he wants to get the best yeshiva position possible. But still that's entire. He wants he wants to get the biggest cover as the biggest yeshiva in the world. Fine. But that's still entire, not just being some sort of an executive or some celebrity. He wants it entire. So then the taich of the Shalai Lishma is also Lishma. The mitaych is the inner essence is, is also lishma, is lishma. Um, 